My name's Dave Aston. I'm a small part of this world. I'm a guy. And this is my podcast. So, yeah, this is the Small Guy Podcast uh, where... I talk about whatever's on my mind, ideas, opinions, politics, weather, stuff that I haven't told anybody ever in years. And on episode number two, I have with me my sister, Dacha, who has definitely been so supportive of all these little adventures that I make absolutely no money on and actually waste money putting together. The How's only dobbies. <laughs> What was that? I said, we all need hobbies, yes. <laughs> yes, yeah, somehow. Somehow. And you are shaking all around. What are you, you recording this on your cell phone? Yeah, I'm recording this on my cell phone. I also was trying to get comfortable. Yay. Yeah, that's not easy. Trust me, I'm in a stiff wooden chair right now. You want to talk about not comfy? The other thing that's not comfy is this apparatus. The way I have to record this, I've got this new ring light. And you can see both of them. They're right in my face. I do. I see it. It's very, uh, it's uh, like you have two uh, video doorbells in your face. Oh, I, I guess I'll get used to it at some point. In any case, uh, how have things been? They've been going. They've been, you know, <laughs> they've, it's getting used to the new normal. So woohoo. Yay. Fun. Totally fun. So how is it, how have things been like getting your, your master's degree? How, how have, has that stuff been coming along at Widener? Well, despite the bills that are not fun, um, it's actually no, pretty... No, no college bills are fun. Oh, no. Not... Degree. That's got to cost a penny. It does. It costs a pretty penny, and um, so do the books. But I accidentally discovered I had a book for free that I needed that was a couple hundred dollars, so that was pretty nice. Um, it, it's it you know it helps. One book. One book that was a couple hundred dollars that actually it's a medical social work book, and it's worth about two hundred dollars. Um, that's pretty expensive for the social work books. Yeah. Yikes. But yeah. I had it. I already had it, and I already started reading it because one of the social workers at work didn't need it anymore. I don't know why she got rid of it, but she was like, oh, yeah, you're in social work. Here you go. You're in your master's degree. Here you go. And I didn't think about that. I was like, oh, okay, well, this is a 2012 book. I, maybe they're going to make me get the updated, and I didn't know how much it was. So I all of a sudden, I see the title, and I see 2012. I'm like, wait a minute. Goes to my bookshelf. Well, hot damn, look at that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and then oh. I silently thanked the social worker in my head. I said, "You knew, thank you." Like a true social worker, you knew. Right. Wow. Thank oh. you. So, so have you had time to keep your eyes on any goings on around the world or in anybody's backyard, like all the stupid stuff that's on the news. Oh well, yeah, I get glimpses of it, especially the going on in the city right now with the. Uh, 
homeless, uh, the homeless encampments they're trying to disband. That I've been on top of. Um, I thought those were ordered to be taken down a while ago. They were, but they stopped. They went back on it and they held off. They gave them a warning um, that they what? were going to disband them at, for real this time, this this week, and they tried. Um, but in true typical fashion, we're seeking the solution as sense. Yeah, we're seeking the we're seeking the solution of sweep it under the rug and not sit down and go hmm. Gee, shouldn't we look at the homelessness issue in the city? See all LA's the homeless- the same thing. LA's got a right outside of USC. They've got homeless encampments lining almost every street. That's insane, man. You would think they'd want to clean stuff up. I mean, their 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 solution to cleaning things up is to disband the encampment. But what they don't realize is that you're going to just scatter the homeless, and that's it. They're they're just going to move deeper and throughout the city instead of solving the problem for real. They're just because one spot in the parkway doesn't look good because people don't know don't have anywhere to go. They're just dispersing them. And that's I mean, not that sort of sense. Why why let them why force them to clean it up when you can just freeload on government property? Uh, I well, love to do that. Just a bigger not, tent, issue. not have to pay bills, do anything. Bathing would be a bathing would be a huge problem. Well, the people did report that it did not smell too hot in that encampment, but... You think, you think there's no running water there? Duh. It's like yeah. 15th century with nylon and flexible cord. So. <laughs> I think the, the, there's a bigger problem, and, you know, no one wants to be homeless. You know, no one wants to live in filth. Unless, very, very few. Very few. Very, very few do. But, you know, fine, it you know, you want to, you know, not have to worry about bills. I'm pretty sure these people want a home. I'm pretty sure these people want to be taken care of. To me, it's a bigger issue. It's a bigger outcry of the problem we have right now in our society than anything. No one's seeking to solve it. They're just sitting there going, oh, this is an eyesore. Yes, their demands were too much. I would love to know who was negotiating for them because they did have people negotiating on their behalf they said their demands were too much i'm like what were their demands that's uh, that's something no one's talking about which i'm when i have time i wanted to look more into what their actual demands were because they're homeless obviously give them some pl- you know there's a housing program but it's not really all that great in the city and i've had talks with some of the homeless people that didn't heckle me that were nice and like just basically sat down and told me how it was like you can be in a housing program but it takes forever and anything can happen to you at any time where you lose that you can work as hard as you can and that's a problem there's so many homeless people and most of them a lot of them are mentally ill none of them are getting help what i don't understand and maybe you can help me figure this out what i don't understand about philly is aside from the government programs that are there, aside from the funded homeless shelters and things like that, aren't there private organizations that also are there available to sort of take these people in, give them job training and that sort of thing? Well, there there are are quite a few. And 
for those who know how to access that and for those who aren't completely out of their minds, yeah, there's help. But, you know, you've, there's a lot of those organizations have a lot of strict rules and some of them, you know, some of the organizations are very religious based and some of them may not want to follow those requirements of what they don't want you to do and that kind of leaves you with getting kicked out of the program and you know panhandling on the street but yeah but there's, there's a certain point where even homeless people have to take a certain certain level of ownership certain level of personal responsibility and one would assume that a government as somewhat comprehensive as Philadelphia would want to go ahead and like say, you know what, the government end of it is getting a little too full. Here's this private organization. Now they've got rules, you know, but it's going to get you off the streets. Why don't we try and get you off the streets? Get, you know, get you someplace to live, get you something to do, get you job training, get you something. I mean, does that not happen? I mean, from what I understand, I still have a lot more to learn. I, I don't know the whole ins and outs of it. I'm not even close to scratching the surface, and I understand that for sure. Um, one of the homeless gentlemen that I talked to, he basically said, you know, he was in the process of a lot of this right now, and you're seeing a lot of homeless is because of the pandemic. Um, they they that, stopped. Oh, I can buy that. That's right. That's fine. And I get that. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not discompassionate to the situation. I'm just right. not understanding the what the underlying causes might be. And I'm not buying that it's systemic oppression. I'm not buying the any of the race cards. I'm not buying even that the government is necessarily at fault here. I, I, it, there's got to be some personal agency upon the part of the people that created that encampment. There has to be. Well, so in my personal experience with just people in general, and it seems that sometimes a lot of it seems to stem from lack of education, and the schools are not the greatest. Um, there are adults who don't, they have maybe a second grade reading level, or they can't read still. Um, and for various reasons, they just didn't learn um, that were relatively out of their control. So a lot of this starts with, from what I've seen, if you don't know how to read, how you, you, how can't you get, get anywhere. Oh. So, and then a lot of them don't, uh, some people don't know how to work the internet. Everything is digital now, and it's like, you know, they have these profiles and they don't know how to work them because, you know, the younger ones, their kids or something, help them make it. I've run across that where they don't even know how to log into their stuff. Mm. And, you know, if you really don't know how to handle finances, read, that's a big problem. And really, after you're not a kid anymore, you're an adult, you're pretty much, unless someone's literally cares that much, you're on your own. And yeah, they sort of leave you out to dry. You're, you've got to kind of navigate the system. You've got to know where to get the resources, basically. Right, and if you don't have anyone pointing you in that direction, well, that's it. But 
you know, and also mental illness is pretty big too. A lot of the homeless have mental illness either because of the result of them being, you know, the stress of being homeless or just pure, straight, flat out, they're mentally ill. And the mental health system is terrible. It needs to be fixed. And there are a lot of good people out there. I've met a lot of health, mental health professionals that are great. But, and then you get to the reality of a lot of it's not so great and it needs to be worked on. And it's bad. It's, it's a funding issue as well. Because the mental health system in most cities, I couldn't speak for Philadelphia specifically, but in most cities, New York in particular, I, the capital just isn't there because you've got it diverted to so many other medical necessities. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's definitely a funding problem. There's also, you know, burnout's real with staff. They, there's not enough staff per, you know, patient ratio, and, you, you know, that quality care goes down, too. But, you know, there's a whole, a whole issue of getting them there, quality of care and it's like if uh, the amount of homeless people I see mentally ill every day the only time they're ever going to really get help is if they have to end up in the emergency department and a lot of these emergency departments are just not no not for mental patients they're not built for that but that's the only way they can even start to get help but even at that most of the time it's like oh well they don't have insurance who's covering this right so right. that's another big problem. Uh, yeah. It's not like the days of old where certain hospitals would go, you know what, let's write it off. Let's, you know, do something, find other funding methods. Now it's bring them in and hmm, here's the bill. Yeah, unfortunately, that tends to be, tends to be it. I see a lot of the, the homeless out there who, really need help not even just mental illness but you see all all this you literally see like some of them with seriously swollen legs and you're just you you wonder why well actually this was a couple weeks ago um i guess someone called an ambulance and there's this homeless guy um that hangs out a lot he's in a wheelchair not uh, certain wheelchairs get passed around i don't really know how that happened but I guess one of them might have gotten an emergency room trip and then, you know, just took a wheelchair. So um, this guy in particular in a wheelchair, he his legs are so bad. Like, sometimes you wonder if someone's just faking it, but this guy's really not. And he's constantly bent over all the time. And he... I've been there. To- I've been there. <laughs> you, you saw me after my back injury. I've been bent over. Ugh. Oh, my God. I can only imagine what kind of pain he's in. But he's so, like, he's literally so bent over, his face is touching his knees. So, he, um, he what? hangs out. Are you yeah. serious? I don't know if he's on something or, but he's got some health issues he needs help with. And he kind of, like, carries the uh, cardboard sign and goes in between the streets. And certain parts of the city, those, in the part, certain streets that he's on, are really dangerous. Like, these cars, I'm pretty sure, want to run me over, and it's my right of way. So, he's, like, he's cruising around slowly in all kinds of weather, and one day, he kind of, like, he wasn't moving. 
and I kind of was staring at it, and I'm thinking to myself, I want to poke you, but COVID times. And I yeah, stared you, at him. And, what's that? You. Yeah. I kind of like looked at him, and I was on the other opposite end of the street, and I'm thinking, is he going to move? Is he? And I thought to myself, is he okay? And just when I thought, you know what? I'm going to call 911. He's not moving. Uh, someone must have. Because an, emer- an ambulance actually, I heard an ambulance in the distance. I said, all right, let me wait. Um, this one dude, like, put, like, bumped him, and he, like, halfway got up, but then he went back down again. Ambulance came by, slowed down, and it, like, they pulled over to the side. No one got out of the ambulance, and then they drove off. Lights turned off, they drove off. Oh, come on. A and Philly I ambulance? Of, yeah, it was a, a legitimate ambulance. It, it, and it, clearly someone called that ambulance to the, to the location. And I just kind of stared at that, and I was like, okay. And oh. I really sat, I sat there pondering that. I was like, you're not going to just be like, at least give him a water? I didn't have a water bottle, otherwise I would have given it to him. In fact, I've been giving him some of the um, Ensure that I tried. Caramel is not so great. So I was like, well, I'm going to keep this cold and just hand it to him. So... I gave him the rest of my caramel inshore and was like, here you go. For a second, he didn't understand what was happening. He was like, I think he said thank you. I couldn't understand him. Well, when you, when you are that stooped over, it, the, you, you know something of anatomy, but I've been through this. When you're stooped over like that, your nerves and everything that brings blood flow and oxygen to your brain is effectively cut off. So he may not have recognized even where he was. I don't think sometimes he really knew where he was. Um, but now I see this one particular guy every Saturday now. I've noticed same time I'm at the bus. He actually, this guy in a van pulls over, stops. I think these homeless people must know him because they started congregating at his van. And they were like, he was handing out these bags. And I was like, oh, well, okay, well, that's good. <laughs> This is getting too depressing. I have a different question to ask you that's completely different, mm-hmm. uh, completely off the wall. Uh, what? Because this, this is like, this is getting me down. This, this is making me never want to go back into Philly ever again. I worked there for over five years and it was bad enough working there. I, I don't know how you put up with it every day. It just tells um, me I need to keep working. I, I just, I, I can't fathom. So I got a completely different question for you. Okay. What? And it's completely unrelated. This, this is how this show is going to go. This is how this podcast is going to go. You're just going to get thrown a question. Nothing is going to interrelate. It, and I just want your opinion. Okay. okay. What do you value most in your friends? What do I value most in my friends? Hmm. That's taking too long. Well, no, there's a couple things. I'm like, do I pick one? <laughs> um, pick as many as you like. Make a, make a thousand of them. Make a hundred of them. I don't care. However many. Okay. Um, I guess the first thing that comes to my mind would be um, if you're my friend, you know that, you know, I don't 
I listen a whole lot and I don't like unless it's something so bad I've got to talk about it, I'll talk about it. But the willingness to actually just listen and quite frankly be there when something chaotic or an emergency pops up and I need support, that really to me is important. Like responding back with support and just honestly being there. And you and I both know we've been through some things. So like having yeah so having that support really to me is one of the most valuable things Um, Uh, you're you're almost making me cry i i I wish i had three mile long arms i'd give you a hug (laughs) that's air hug wow (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that looks so weird over cell phone video. <laughs> what does it look like I'm flying? <laughs> <laughs> that looks so weird. You know me. I'm. You know me. I'm not gonna do that. I'm. I'm not gonna reach. It's just. <laughs> I don't know. I, I. I'm getting skeeved out looking at it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what was that? This? You made a face, but I made a face. <laughs> oh man, I oh I thought I I thought I could make some sh- jarring facial expressions. Whoosh! Wow. Oh, what else? There's got there's got to be more than just that. Um, the app. The well. So, well, you know that you've got friends you're not comfortable being 100% yourself with, and then there's friends that, you know, anything goes. You're yourself. Acquaintances, and then personal friends and family. They're all sort of chops up. Yeah. I think that's the other thing, too, just literally knowing that it's okay to be yourself and not worrying about... What do they think of me now? (laughs) It's like, yep, that one's gone. Goodbye. Oops. There goes was, the non-explicit tag. I was like, well, sorry about that. But whoops. <laughs> you should have known. <laughs> that's that's okay. Uh, I, I could fix it in post. I won't. I won't. <laughs> I think it's perfect. I'm going to have to bleep it, but I'll take it. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Not at work. I can't curse at work. <laughs> Sorry, right. you can say anything you want. Treat this like the Joe Rogan podcast, except it's me. <laughs> Not that that changes anything. <laughs> you ever watch the Joe Rogan podcast? No, I haven't, actually. Ah, he's, he's a dynamite human being. He's, he's, he's a regular person. Because he he doesn't have any problems like smoking weed while he's recording a podcast. Oh, <laughs> right. But he's also very pro like Second Amendment, free speech, things like that. He is the perfect mixed bag of conservative and liberal. Oh. But but leftists think he's not only conservative but he's a traitor. But conservatives see him as too liberal, almost leftist. And the truth is, is the guy is a real human being. He's like kind of in between. 
it's a fascinating set of podcasts. It, it, it's, it's absolutely worth listening to. You should download it. He's, he's a really cool guy. Interesting. I'll have to add that into the um, social work podcast that I'm endlessly listening to. And um, I'm pretty sure I can do a psychosocial assessment in my sleep now. Um, that's not. Somewhere in between sleep, homework, work, traveling, and never mind. <laughs> no, I'll fit it in. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> Sleep is for the week. You have plenty of time. You, you have all the time in the world. I can sleep when I'm dead. It's fine. <laughs> I hear it's a pretty good long sleep, so, you know. It, it does have the disadvantage of being permanent. It does, true. So, when, like I said, when I'm, you know, when, that, when I've done everything I need to do, then that's okay. But uh, not yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> wow. For those that are still hanging on to every word with bated breath, <laughs> this is a small guy podcast. Uh, a podcast of me and anything I want to talk about. A- anything that anybody who goes to facebook.com slash small guy pod, instagram.com slash small guy pod, uh, Anybody who goes to DaveAstonMedia.com slash pod, you want to drop a comment, you want to keep the conversation going, whatever, whatever floats your boat. Uh, you want me to talk about something, you want to discuss something on air, drop me a line. Send me a message, send me an email, send me a something, send me a Facebook message, send me an Instagram direct message, whatever. I don't care. Um, nothing is taboo, not even your foul language. Um, on this podcast, I prefer you not use it, but I'm, I'm like Joe Rogan. I'm not going to stop you. I'm not going to stop you. If you drop an F-bomb every three seconds, I might ask you to stop, but probably not. Probably not. Uh, but also, we have to thank our sponsor. The Small Guy Podcast is brought to you by no one. When you need something to be done but it can never get done, no one is there to help you. So when you are down in the dumps and the world is coming to an end, remember, no one will always be there. No one can help you any worse than no one at all. A public mm. service message of Dave Aston Media and the Small Guy Podcast. Shifting wow. gears again. By the I way, think- how did you like that, that non-commercial commercial? I think that was uh, more depressing than talking about homeless people. Um, (laughs) Okay. I'll have to change it for the next episode then. Yes, we'll have to. I was talking around doing no one or nothing. Hadn't really made up my mind which one I was going to do. I mean, you can definitely probably start a chain of sarcastic, darkly sarcastic fake commercials. That, that, uh, that fits. Well, it fits me. See? Yeah. But you, you of all people know that best. You, you know how really dark I can get. Yes. You've seen my writings. You've seen my writings. Yeah. It's, bad. it's bad. Yes, I have. Which if you <laughs> want to dabble in a little bit of what I write, 
you can go to DaveAstonMedia.com. I post old news articles that, I, that I've written. Yes, I am a journalist. Surprise. I am a conservative. I am a journalist. And yes, I'm a fair journalist. So stop putting me in a box. Okay. Like I said, I'm kind of like Joe Rogan here. But I write all kinds of things. So go to DaveAstonMedia.com to see what I have there. Uh, you can also subscribe to this podcast there, DaveAstonMedia.com slash podcast. It's not small guy pod. Jeez, I got to get that right. You want to talk about being a professional and yet still screwing up the lines. I have the show notes literally in my lap and I screwed that up. We ad-libbed. It's okay. This whole show is an ad-lib. What are you talking about? Anyway, <laughs> all right. Let's take it back into the dark a little bit. Just a teeny, teeny, teeny little bit. What person do you despise the most? That's a strong word. Li- living person. Living person. Despise. Huh. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I could go dead person, but unfortunately that list is very, 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 very long. It does. I mean, just in the 20th century alone, you've got... Stalin and Hitler and Mao, those are like the top three. And there's more, Paul Pot and, uh, and uh, Jim Jones, and you can keep going. And if you have no idea who those five names are, it's called Wikipedia. Look it up. No, no, don't, don't go to Wikipedia. Just do Google because Wikipedia, it may tell you that Jim Jones was, you know, rainbows and sunshine, all for equality. It's funny you bring that that up. Before you answer this question, I recently saw, uh, it's actually an old video from a conservative comedian named Steven Crowder. He actually, with a friend, pulled out his Amazon Echo, his little Echo audio thing, and asked for descriptions of common terms. And it was funny how all the definitions of like communism and Marxism and um, and weirdly different things like who was Vladimir Lenin, who was Stalin, all the, the descriptions, it eliminated all of the negative things that these very evil regimes and people did. It, it all sounded like all nice and rosy and yay, these things are great. I was really shocked by it. It's weird. Anyway, that's just, that's anecdotal. Answer the question. Despise. Yeah. What living person do you despise the most and why? There's not really one that I despise. I would say just in general, I'm fed up with quite frankly both main parties republican and democrat i'm very fed up with both sides in fact there's actually something i saw on facebook that fit the description perfectly um it was saying that you know a lot of the younger people are becoming are they may you know affiliate with the democratic party but really this is the only party they see as something that they can reform and change. They don't like the Democratic Party either. And they don't want to be Republican either. Well, but that, they, 
you're Demo- right about the Democratic Party, and all you got to do is look at the riots to know how true that is. Because everybody that's out there doing these riots, or for the, for the most part, the ones that are actually rioting and harming and, and, and being vile and almost Nazi brown shirt, like you want to get really down to the point. Uh, they're calling for communism. They're calling for a destruction of our existing system from start to finish ground up. Like it's, it's getting, I'm going to, you heard, you're going to hear those who haven't subscribed to the podcast, please subscribe to the podcast because my very first episode has already talked about the the restaurant incident in Pittsburgh and Jacob Blake and, and the whole like just dismantling of uh, or the attempt to dismantle American freedom via these very vile, very childish actions that are so historically repetitive. Um, but go ahead, finish what you're saying. It's... I'm tired of no one talking about facts and it just, you know, at this point that that's what gets me. It's like the, but even in this election, it's I'm waiting for someone to say what they're going to do and except we're pulling out grade a unapologetic propaganda lines. And quite frankly, it feels like history is repeating itself on a lot of world war two themes when Germany was down and about. And, you know, I'm hearing a lot of, like if you literally take an excerpt off of the National Holocaust Museum's website when they describe Hitler's rise to power. and the I state saw exactly what you're talking about. It feel, and I read it and I said, are you sure you're not talking about right now? And I was like, all right, this is literally, we are repeating, we are dangerously close to repeating history. And in some fa- in some ways we have, we're repeating history again. And I hope that this doesn't turn into another World War II situation that would not, I don't want that to happen. But we are on the long, we are setting ourselves up. Yeah, and, and the side's that- very polarized. You, you take a look at the um, the large amounts of African Americans who have gone complete shift and gone right over uh, a, a good a good number of them to the Republican Party. A sizable number of that have become like these Trumpites. They're really really into Trump, which it's a little I creepy. voted for Trump. I'm not there. I'm not there. I'm not, I'm not, I don't donate to his campaign. I delete every one of the tweets that he's been sending me since 2015. Like, Hey Dave, have you Mr. seen, President, will you please shut up and leave me alone for two seconds? I know you want to get reelected, but for crying out loud, I have you work know, to do. You know what gets me? Some of, one of his commercials shows this will be Biden's America, but it shows clips of the riots that are happening right now. And I kind of said you can, only, you can only go by what's currently happening. You can't make a commercial of the future because that that's disingenuous. It's, it's a it's a complete false statement. Right, but, but he's but he's there's, showing, a grain, there's a grain of truth to it. I'm afraid. And and, and go ahead. It's say happening right. 
It's happening right now. So mm -hmm. sorry. We've gotten there already. So, you know, no. And the, that didn't, they also didn't tell me what he's going to do. And I'm just like, or anything. He just touts out these patriotic slogans. Sorry, you're going to have to beat me again. Um, and, you know, it's getting tiring. I'm, I'm getting very tired of all of the campaigns. I, I, I hear you. I hear you. And you're right. The propaganda is crap. The propaganda is ha happening on both sides. And it's happening to such a degree where both sides are starting to lie. You look at the Biden commercials. They're a complete lie, most of them. And it, it's, it all smacks of disingenuousness. The bigger problem, and I, and I think I know where you're coming from with this, but the bigger problem is that the anarchistic people who are invading the Black Lives Matter protests, uh, who have problem. caused most of the riots, uh, who are calling themselves anti-fascists, Antifa, but are in fact using fascist tactics to get their point across, every last one of them has stated it doesn't matter who's, who wins. Okay, Kamala Harris actually herself said that it won't matter who wins. This is not going to end. There's going to continue to be these protests at the minimum, which to me is very disingenuous. It's very horrifying because if you've won, okay, let's say, let's fast forward into 2021, you've won, you got the White House, you got the vice presidency. Let's say hypothetically, you even win both houses of Congress. Why, when you are in control of the very system you say is the, the fault of everything, of the rise of white supremacy, of uh, racial injustice, of the whole nine yards, why, when you now have, have control, theoretically, a year from now, why are you still going to protest when you are all finally in the position to actually fix the problem? Well, that, I mean, the, the protests, I, I really feel that, you know, they should be peaceful. I'll say that. Um, you know, I'm not, I mean, a lot of, a lot of black owned businesses were hurt by a lot of, for example, in the, in Philly, a lot of black owned businesses were hurt um, during those riots. And that was, they can't go back into business. Right, they can't. They 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 just could not survive that. And I found I I thought that that was just way too tra that that was just extremely tragic, and it didn't need to happen. It was going against the point of it all. And I think that just because you got you've got all the seats in power, blah blah blah, racism's a lot more systemic than that. You're gonna have to it, it, just like when the civil rights movement came Be about. Careful with we, that systemic word. And you and I are going to disagree about this probably until we both take our last breath. But be careful with that systemic word. Don't give me systemic. Don't give me institutional. There are zero laws with the exception of affirmative action. There are zero laws actionable currently on the books for anyone to make that claim. None. And affirmative action doesn't apply to any races with the exception of Caucasian and Asian. Okay. You want to talk about a racist law? There's your racist law. 
So don't tell me when it comes to African-Americans that there is a quote unquote systemic or institutional racism. It doesn't exist. It's a, fig it's a figment of your imagination. Okay. Can, I'm going to give you cultural racism. I'll give you cultural racism because yes, there are still a sizable number, not a majority, not any big, large percentage, but there is a significant number of people who are still racist. It is their culture. It is not the institution of the United States of America to be racist. All that stuff was taken off the books and eliminated out of our cultural consciousness by the time of the LA riots uh, with, um, what the heck's his name, Rodney King. That was done. And it's been done for over 20 years. So I'm tired of that garbage rhetoric. There is no systemic racism. Demonstrably, statistically, no systemic, no institutional racism in America. None. So uh, I, I'm hearing what you're saying. We're going to agree to disagree on that. But just because there you are need, no laws. You need to bring up the proof. This is the, my whole problem with the leftist argument. You need to bring the evidence. You can't just say that because African-Americans feel like they're oppressed and quite honestly, demonstrably, statistically, verifiably, the freest country on the planet, you can't say that because they feel like they're disenfranchised or they're being treated racist on the level of government and policy, that it's actually happening. It's the same argument with police brutality. It doesn't exist. You have your isolated individual incidents by one officer that are dealt with and put away and the officer is off the force. But this, this inculcation, this repetitive media rhetoric that these things are massive, that they're endemic to our society is false. It is demonstrably, patently false. So I, I hear what you're saying and I don't wanna keep repeating this and beating the dead horse. Uh, because again, we're not going to really ever see eye to eye on that because I know how you were taught and I know what you were taught in high school and in, especially at Temple. Temple is a breeding ground for that kind of thought. Um, in hindsight, I'm glad I didn't go there. Um, but we're going we're gonna to bury that topic. I, I see where you're coming from, but we're going to bury that topic. Um, okay. All right. We're just we're we're gonna keep to our sides, okay. and if you can ever bring up any real, honest to goodness proof that isn't feeling, that isn't sociological anecdote, that isn't opinion from somebody who lives in a disenfranchised African American community, if you can bring me hard evidence that proves that on a governmental level. City, state, local, I'll take any, anything. You show me a police policy, a police regulation. You show me a principle, a legal principle or a legal statute. And I will change my tune faster than you can turn a page. But I've studied a sizable portion of Montgomery County law over these last few months and Pennsylvania law. It's not there. It's not there. If you can find it, well, let me know. Okay. So, well, I mean, on, if on, on, to our, on to our final segment, because I don't want this ending. I, I hate ending my podcasts with, with these long, drawn out, you know, tense arguments because it doesn't do anybody any good. We got to lighten the mood a little bit. Okay. Okay. All right. So, 
Here we go with, wait, what? Oh, no. You get oh, to choose, my fine sister. You get to oh. choose. Oh, boy. Yes. Surprise. A choice. A choice. Oh. You get to choose from, would you rather? Or, I just dropped that. But anyway, like I said, it, this, this is all, none of this is getting fixed in post. I'm not editing any of this. This is going out as is. Or, I can't even line it up with the camera because you can see I'm totally, I've totally got practice with this whole thing. Not. Oh, yeah. Or, what the heck? Which one you want? Oh, boy. Wow, you have cards. This feels so official. Um, oh. um. Courtesy of Poddex. Poddex.com. You ever want to know how to make your own podcast when you know nothing of how to make one? Poddex.com. Buy the cards. I did. They really help. Fantastic. And that's um, not an advertisement. I am not getting paid by Poddex. Just full disclosure. Not yet, anyway. Um, no, probably not at all. I, I, I'm not really looking to monetize this thing. Gotcha. Um, I guess I'll, I'm kind of curious about what the heck. <laughs> what the heck. All right, so here we go. What the heck. The following sound you hear will be shuffling cards, and I'm going to try to do it near the camera. There we go. Pick a number, <laughs> one through ten. Five. One, two, three, four. Never popular. I have no idea what I'm picking, by the way. This is totally random draw. Uh, quote, unquote, live on the air. Of course, this is a pre-recorded show. Oh, this is interesting. Hmm. What slogan or jingle got stuck in your head forever? <laughs> Goldfish. It's like, like the snack that smiles back. Goldfish. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Goldfish. <laughs> okay. Okay. This podcast is probably going to end with the next five minutes real <laughs> What? <laughs> Why? Like, like when I don't know, it just stuck in one day. Ever since I forget how old I was, I forget. But like, especially now, maybe I'm just reaching a level of insanity at work because I have not taken a break at all. Like, one time we got like oh, extra I'm right there. I'm right there. I, I spent on Tuesday an entire seven hour shift behind the register. I didn't even get a chance to use the facilities. Not oh my god. To hear that, but yeah, whatever. Is is that isn't that like kind of against um Dacha, Dacha, there are a lot of secrets that are like Las Vegas. What happens in retail? stays in retail so, okay all right um so yeah um you know we had a especially when we get a donation or whatever of leftover food especially snacks we get when we get goldfish i'm setting up the goldfish and all i can think about is the snack that smiles back goldfish so i'm just like <laughs> And at some point, I don't know what happened, but maybe it's because of the mask. Like, I'll just start, like, mumbling it in my mask, and occasionally a family or two will be in there, 
and I'll forget that, you know, they're there. And then those you who do know. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm losing my mind very slowly. Can't we tell? And one time I mumbled it and my co my coworker that was working with me she turned around and as soon as I said the ending of it, goldfish, she said it at the same time goldfish she said goldfish question mark. Goldfish? <laughs> And uh, I looked at her, and she said, we need a vacation. I go, yep. You and think? You think you need a vacation? Really? Might. Some, one of the families doesn't know what that was because they're not, they're not from, the, from the U.S. And they were like, that's kind of catchy. What is that? And I'm just like, goldfish. I held up the goldfish. I was like, Goldfish. <laughs> And she, they were like, oh, I thought that was a cute little song you made up. I was like, nope. Oh, oh nope. my God. <laughs> the goldfish my... jingle. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh, I'm sitting here dying. Oh, man. Yeah. A 40-something-year-old man embarrassing himself on video. For the first time. Oh, oh, this is insane. The goldfish jingle. Really? There's another one, but I think it's probably funnier because every time I have to restock things and uh -huh. we have fruit basket, so I'm setting up the fruit. And it's not a jingle, I guess it's part of a song. Um all of a sudden I start setting up the fruit. Especially when we're out of fruit and someone goes, is there any fruit left? And then I go, no, I'm sorry. And all of a sudden in my head, I go, yes, we have no bananas. <laughs> <laughs> we have, we no, have bananas no bananas today. today. <laughs> and I just start like singing there's, there's that. A, you, you need to look this up. If you don't already know about it, there's a, um, a famous uh, uh, mafia guy. They called Joe Bananas who was captured oh, yeah. by police back in the 1970s. And they used that exact jingle when they did the press conference. Yes, <laughs> we have Joe Bananas. We have Joe Bananas in jail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh. Have I filled five minutes with worth of laughter? I don't think so. I think it's only <laughs> been three. But that's wow. Are you serious? Oh my god. <sighs> yeah, that's how my brain works sometimes. I'm just like, and occasionally when it's dead quiet, and I'm just like, because lately, of course, it's like a ghost town, and I'm just like, right, right starts popping in my head and I'm just like I look at the fruit basket across the way and I'm just like oh no and then it starts <laughs> it's like yes we have no bananas we have no bananas today you, you need to start getting into the practiced art of uh of trying to hide your cheekbones underneath your mask because that seems to be like the thing like you can fool some people with your eyebrows or your eyes but if your mm -hmm. cheekbones pop up, they know that you're laughing. 
Yeah, see, they taught us to smile with our eyes now. So, oh. as, as a joke, every, like, I, as a joke, I just try to put my ma- mask up as high as I can, be like, you can't tell. What if I don't want to smile? Talk about sinister stuff. Yikes. Like, what if you'll, it sounds like I'm smiling. It's like, oh, I don't sound psychotic at all. Nope, not at all. Deadpan face. So one one last question before before we wrap it up, because I, I need to ask you something that hopefully will stop me from Busting a gut laughing for oh, at least boy. 30 seconds. Uh, how bad are the lantern flies in Philly? Uh, it's a favorite sport now, pastime on lunch break. We just, you know, uh, I think they, I can't confirm this, but I'm pretty sure they got one of the maintenance guys, our facilities guys, to go around outside and stomp with his steel toed boots because one time I just saw this guy from facilities clobbering around and i just looked at him he looked like it was his job and i was like huh let me help you squish 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 and i'm like he's like yeah and he's like he did damage like one of our buildings is just covered in them oh no it's so bad seriously yeah it's so bad that you can't walk one inch without like disturbing one and their favorite thing it seems to be is if you're wearing a skirt is to just latch on no no it's colors too colors too i i'm the shirt i'm wearing actually they flock to this shirt i had two of them try to go down the back of my collar while i was at the grocery store they're getting inside buildings now like it's it's this thing is a freaking epidemic we think we got to worry about covid19 we got to worry about these damned lantern flies yeah they're they're everywhere they apparently if you try to squish them from the back they feel it more so they'll escape more but if you squish yeah, them in the yeah, front because yeah, their their tails have like this this i don't know sensor thing you gotta get the you gotta you gotta be like head on you gotta get them like you occasionally you can get them from the side but it's best if you're staring straight at them because most of the time you can like and get rid of them. Um, yeah, they're they're buggers, man. They're oh, oh, they're they're creepy too, man. Because the way they fly at you, you yeah. think that like they're coming to attack you, and, and you have to like remember for a half a second that they can't harm you. That yeah. they only really harm trees, and, and they look menacing, man. They, they look menacing. It's, it's, it's this disgusting thing. It isn't until you, you squish them and they're upside down. And you see those beautiful colors. And it's like, oh, I had to kill you? Yes, I have to kill you. These, these things are, have to be breeding by the hundreds of thousands. Uh, every time I get to the septa station near work, they're all over the place, man. It, it's yeah. like not a day goes by that I'm stepping on at least two or three. So if I'm doing that, you know, in the middle of nowhere, just walking to and from work, there have to be places that are a hundred times worse. Oh, it's bad. It's really bad. And I'm like, what trees are you going at? Because you're on the sidewalk. You're not on the trees. Did you just 
what is this? And this is the city. Do you know where you're at? Because it, what was, oh, so what was one thing was funny, actually, I was on the bus home and mm-hmm. all of a sudden it stopped at a bus stop and a spotted landing fly just flew off the bus. And I was like, oh. well, that must be a stop. And it was just like, okay. It's like, he found his stop. I was like, well, freeloader, where's your card? But, you know, I was like, my God, they're, they're literally, they'll, they see us, I know they see us as transportation. There's some people who don't understand what they are. So I see them freaking out. And we literally got an email at work that said facilities will be well, something about a spray happening for the lanternflies. And it said in all capital, oh. big, bold letters, they were like, do not panic. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I wasn't, but thank you. Don't panic. They just look like they're going to chew your face off. Ugh. Thanks for being on the podcast, Dacha. I, I really appreciate this. I really do. Um, hopefully we can, like, come together on a few more things. Um, yeah. I know what you deal with. I know the work that you're in. I understand the level of compassion you have, but we got to – we got to like figure this thing out. We, we can't as a society just keep going back at each other with feeling versus fact or fact versus feeling and, and twisting the statistics to make each other feel good. Um, no, I know. I know. Ben Shapiro may be right. Facts don't care about your feelings, but feelings have to play into it at some point. I, I will acknowledge that because we're emotional creatures. It's just the nature of who we are. Um, so, I mean, we're, we're going to have to deal with it we, and we can't deal with it with, uh, trying to infringe on other people's freedoms or their day-to-day activities or certainly not with violence and, and torching places and, and, and violating the law. We gotta, we gotta find some kind of like middle ground to walk on, uh, yeah. no, I to, know to that- fix all of this. Um, and hopefully we can have not, not just compromise. That's, I, I don't really like that work because a lot of people take it the wrong way. Um, but consensus at the very least, by the way, what do you think of the, um, that there, that way, the Monco radio t-shirt hanging in the background? I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. So, yeah, did I I. That, so did I. I thought that was cool. And here's a little tip for you listeners of Monco radio. You are actually getting the preview of this podcast. Uh, you listen to Monco Radio live, MoncoRadio.com. Look through the schedule. I'm on four times a week, 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. every Monday and Thursday. You get to listen to Small Guy Podcast a week ahead of the downloaded video episode. How cool is that? But subscribing to the podcast does let me know how much you appreciate the show, how much you like the topics, the occasional guests that I might have. Plus, occasionally, there are bonus episodes that will be available there that I won't play live on Monco Radio. So definitely go to rss.com slash podcasts slash small guy pod. Subscribe today uh, and, you know, go to my Facebook, go to the show's Facebook page, go to the Instagram page, go to the website. Go to facebook.com slash small guy pod. Go to the Instagram page, daveastonmedia.com slash small guy pod. 
Uh, let me know what you think. You like it. You hate it. To be honest, I just want to know your opinion because I otherwise, frankly, don't care. I just want people to talk and, you know, hopefully try to be a little respectful, uh, which I will freely admit sometimes I veer away from that pretty hard. You get, you get me on a topic, especially about politics. Watch out. Get, get, your, get your ducks in a row because I study this stuff, that, this and media every day. I can knock you flat. So be careful. Fair warning. Trigger warning. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Laugh. Come on. Laugh. It's the internet. Laugh. <laughs> Jeez. You can't take life too seriously. Take I a don't. lesson from me, the small guy. Stop taking life so seriously. And we'll see you on the next episode <laughs> of Small Guy Podcast. Right here on Monco Radio, where music and minds meet. Mwah. Love you all. See you later.